All right, what's up everybody? Thank you for joining us tonight for Haley Adams live in the Castro with special guest who and we are live from the reinventing the tattoo community. You can join Haley once a month to talk with artists about art collecting clients tech uh, and more. So we are beaming out to several different places. So if you're watching, just let us know that these streams are working by either tagging a friend who loves tattoos or commenting where you are beaming in from. Of course, positive reviews are welcome. All of these reinventing network shows, art jams, drawing groups, interviews, panels, and webinars can be watched all the time at reinventing247.com. While there, you're there, you can hook yourself up with a sample bundle from top tier brands known for making quality products. Shine Cartridges, Raw Pigments, and D-Lies Pro. We've got several weekly shows and drawing groups that you guys are welcome to tune into or even hop on the call with us. It's really easy, pretty fun too. You can set reminders for our upcoming events on our YouTube channel or catch us live. Every Sunday at 1 p.m. we have the Reinventing Drawing Group with Jason Leeser. This is a great show to bring in something you're working on or have questions about and uh, you can get a straightforward, honest feedback and a judgment-free atmosphere. Monday evenings at 9, we have our evening canon class with subscribers led by the legendary Guy Aitchison. The Reinventing Trimester just started uh, last week with or orientation and all that good stuff. Classes resume tomorrow. You can head over to classrooms.reinventingthetattoo.com to find out more to check out the up, um, upcoming trimester for next time. Tuesday mornings, we have our Tuesday Feels with Ricardo Sturdivant at 10 a.m. And Wednesdays at noon is a Tattoo Now show, followed by Thursdays at noon, the Tattoo Collecting Podcast. Aside from these digital events, we still have uh, several upcoming real-world events that we're gearing up for. Next weekend, we'll be beaming out for a World Tattoo Event segment at the Philadelphia Tattoo Convention. You guys can catch us in Health City in Columbus, Ohio on May 20th to 22nd, and in Phoenix on August 26th to 27th, as well as the Rubber City Tattoo Invitational this summer in July 29th to 31st. Before we kick it off with Haley, let's check out our sponsors and say hey, thanks to them for providing this content to you guys for free. Like I said, we have Alex at worldtattooevents.com. They've got a really nice, extensive resource for tattoo events. Rawpigments.co, an ink company that is tapping into the source with acrylic-free pigments that have been impressing artists across the globe. Thank you to Gabe at Tattoo Now for providing technology for tattooers. And of course, the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo, Guy Aitchison. You can find his Biomech Encyclopedia, DVDs, machines, paintings, and more at GuyAgison.com. Also, thanks to some of our affiliates, Fireside Tattoo Network, The Apprenticeship Diaries, and EcoFriendlyTattooSupplies.com. So throughout this show, you guys, we welcome the positive comments and reviews. Any questions we can probably answer towards the end, uh, Haley will let you know. Um, if you guys have any other comments, just let us know or send us an email at management at reinventingthetattoo.com. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here and I'm going to bring on our beautiful host and guest. Here we go. Hey, Haley, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Thank you very much. Doing really well. I will uh, send it over. Thank you. All right. How are you? Who? Hello, everybody. I'm good. Yeah, just super excited to be here. It's actually my first interview live like this. So I'm pretty excited. Are you nervous? Yes. <laughs> I, I am. I kind of think nervous and excited are like the same feeling. So I always try to be like, no, no, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. That must be it. <laughs> like, 
been kind of anxious a little bit, but I think everything's gonna flow right. Oh yeah, <laughs> Let me give you an intro. Uh, who is a self-taught artist from Puerto Rico? He started tattooing professionally back in 2018 in San Francisco, who now works at a private studio in Oakland, California. His style of tattooing is whimsical, cute, fun, and weird. And that's exactly how I would describe it too. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, thanks for coming. Every time I run into you, it's a super great experience for me because you're a lot of fun, easy to talk to. Um, so tell me, how has your week been? Um, thank you for that intro. That's so sweet. Um, my week has been good. It's been a little bit of like, I feel like with the new full moon and everything, it's like a lot of changes. It feels kind of transition. It feels like a little bit like, things slowly like are transforming. I don't know, like I feel like the new year hasn't happened to me yet, you know? I think it's like the new year is gonna happen soon and I'm still like ending last year. Um, but super good, looking forward to this interview. Um, it's been kind of like the highlight of my week of like kind of like focus for the focus on this and stuff. And it's been good. I'm always doing a lot of stuff, you know, so trying to do like sell some art online, like try to book appointments. And I've been going to some markets and stuff. Like I did a tattoo pop-up, my first tattoo pop-up last week at Ooh. an event called Game Art. Um, it's like vegan food um, event. And I was there tattooing and it was super cute. Um, it was fun yeah yeah it was really fun it was really fun it was like stepping out of my comfort zone you know mm -hmm. like, um but it was fun because that's how I started you know doing some pop-ups so it was felt like going back tattoo artist? no I was the only one there was a glitter tattoo artist actually so that was like pretty cool I never had a glitter tattoo before and like I thought it was just like glitter with Vaseline or something but it actually yeah, yeah. like lasts a couple of days like oh. and it's like waterproof and I was like okay this is cool so that was do that was, ask that was you, does people do people ask you if there's glitter tattoo ink a lot people have asked me that too. yeah like, yeah I mean I wish but yeah. <laughs> like not um not a lot of time times but definitely people have asked for that um but I always tell it like the closest thing we can do is like the glitter effect you know mm -hmm. uh, which is possible yeah it's yeah possible, so. and it's really cute so yeah 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 <laughs> um Lauren oh I can share screen I'm gonna share screen and I'm gonna have you can you describe your art style for us Oh. yeah I always come across that question and I'm like I don't know you know but I do think I I think uh, a lot like the structure of my tattoos are kind of are a lot really inspired on traditional style style tattooing uh, mm -hmm. meaning like thick bold clean lines solid a bold color um I I just like enjoy that you know I enjoy like doing a tattoo that kind of like pops and it looks like a sticker um and like I love using like all like the rainbow of colors I do have my palette um which is a little bit more towards like wa warm colors and stuff um 
but I enjoy having like a balance of the rainbow. Um, yeah, it's like and, a rainbow, right? Like a right, neon. right. It's like neon. Um, I I like different themes, um, nature, animals. And I like telling stories with my tattoos. Sometimes, like for example, this one that you're putting. Right I love now, it's like, this guy. <laughs> you know, him. it's like the <laughs> thank you. It's like the expression tells a story, but it's not that much going on in this type of tattoo. Like I just seek like aesthetic pleasure of like, you know, just looking at it. You know, like the leaves and the little seeds. It, it's mm-hmm. like that's it. But the, I I have other tattoos where it's like there's a little bit more like of a story uh, going on. So it's like mm-hmm. that's pretty fun to play with. Like. Tell me the egg guy. Tell me about this egg guy. Well, that was, yeah, that was a custom, that was a custom tattoo um, that I did when I was doing a guest spot in Portland. And this is a a homage to the music video uh, Venus as a Boy uh, from Bjork. Mm -hmm. And so in the video, she's frying an egg. So that's why we did the egg uh face and also she has a lizard on the video that's why it has the yeah. lizard and then we did like the body figure of like the classic venus sculpture with some like um but venus as a trans boy right with like yeah. some like top surgery scars and like some cool uh, boxers and like in a psychedelic uh, shell so Thank i really you. like that too like i i like like um uh, just working from classical images pop culture like I'm like I grew up in the 90s with like cartoons like Nickelodeon Cartoon Network and all that stuff really inspired my work so there's a lot of fun cartoony stuff yeah that's awesome okay I'll stop sharing and I'll ask you (laughs) but they're so cute (laughs) thank you yeah um I've been like just like well I guess I'm gonna stop talking right now because there's like I was I was gonna answer some questions that are gonna come in the future so no you say it say it because then I just don't have to ask them if if you're on a roll like do it uh no I was gonna say that um I've been inspired a lot with uh, other tattoo artists and just like when I started tattooing and I didn't know that much about the tattoo community or I wasn't following a that many artists that I share the same passions or the same like art style um and then when I started finding those people it was like kind of reassuring for me it was like oh like there's people that have similar styles to me there's people that use color the way I would like to do how do they do that like how do they for me it was a lot of like for example like uh, color saturation like like super clean soft tattoos but like really bold and I was like yeah. wow I want to do that like I want like how do I do that and like little by little starting to find my voice and uh, that's kind of my favorite thing I like playing with negative space too and patterns but um I think that's something that defi- uh, defines my work a little bit it's like that like bold uh, full saturation of pigments and I really I really enjoy that that del tattoo pops so much like a sticker it's it's fun yeah do you remember the first person um like first tattoo artist that you saw and was like yeah exactly like we are like kindred souls or whatever you know like we are like yeah yes uh I think I think this Korean artist called um uh, Wu uh, by, uh, by the t- um 
yeah, their shop is like seven three something hertz tattoo or something like all the I also met uh, a person, two people from that studio that came here to guest spot at um, a shop in San Francisco and they they their art is like very cute and just simple bold saturated color and yeah i think that guy was one of the first people i was like ooh like you know i don't know sometimes like i started uh, tattooing and i was like trying to complicate myself a little bit with like how to make this tattoo interesting like more design more details more more uh, you know more shadow work or whatever but then seeing these people, it kind of like made me be like, oh, you don't have to do those things. Yeah. Uh, like you can create a style of your own, which is like, if you want to just do lines and bold colors simple, like that's fine. Like, it's like you know, there's a tattoo in a lot of situations too. Yeah. Yeah. So just seeing them, but they were, they were so confident in their work, so proficient and just seeing them that they had kind of their own voice. Like, it's like why I really look for every every day you know it's like with my art all the time when I draw all the time it's like trying to find my voice you know yeah um so what was it like for you growing up in Puerto Rico it was like a lot of my memories are like very happy um I grew up actually I grew up in the Caribbean I grew up between Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic um I did basically my whole elementary school in Dominican Republic uh, because my parents were studying medicine. They decided to study medicine after they had us, uh, my, me and my brother. Um, so it was like a lot of sacrifices. You know, I saw a lot of like, I moved to a bunch of different schools. Um, it was interesting because I'm coming from Puerto Rico, which is um, a territory from the United States. And it's, it's a Latino, like a Latino Caribbean island, but our whole political and economic system is uh, ruled by the US federal government. So it's like an Americanized island in the Caribbean. It's, yeah. it's weird. And then like going to Dominican Republic, which is a republic, you know? Um, so it was like very republic, more like, um, I don't know, like like a different economic system, a different political yeah. system. So it definitely humbled me a lot and it made me see another type of reality. And I think like that helped me a lot just because I was closer to poverty there. Like, I, like it, it's more like um, at least my living situation and stuff, um, it's something that I was like, wow, I would never see this in Puerto Rico, you know, where it's like, there's an urbanization. And then like across the street, there's like people living in a, in dirt floor and sink houses, you know? Yeah. And I even made friends with, with um, I even made friends with like a guy there, like we were the same age, like I was like seven years old and stuff. So yeah, I was like, wow, it really humbled me a lot. And then after that, um, I came to Puerto Rico again, and then I just, I lived there, like, the rest of, like, growing up, basically. Um, but, Did you yeah, I didn't finish med school and everything? That's a wild thing to do, like, to be like, all right, we got these two kids, what are we going to do? 
study medicine. Let's go. I know. Yeah, they did a bold move right there for yeah. sure with like kids that were like five, four years old. And they, they yeah, they're, they're a major inspiration for me really in everything I do because I seen like their struggle and like everything they did to um, just secure like a good family, you know? So yeah, for sure. Yeah, they did it. They did it. It was crazy. I saw, yeah. I guess like you're gonna Are ask they both more doctors about now? Yeah, they're both general doctors and they work together in an office. Super cute. Oh super, my god. Yeah, super like marriage goals. Like I they're they're best friends, you know. It's like I I've learned so much from them as like to be in a relationship and stuff. They've been together since they were like in elementary school. Um, not really in elementary school, sorry. They were like just young teenagers. Yeah, and um, they still together and they work together and they're like best friends, you know. So it's That's like so wild. I was like, love exists, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they have like hard commitment. They're like, yeah, I got this. Like, let's do all this yeah. shit. I can't believe they were both studying at the same time. Like normally, like one person will study and then you know take a back seat and then the next person will study. I don't know if that, but that's like incredible. They're incredible. Well, this makes my mom like really badass because like my mm. dad went to Dominican Republic for one year before us, before oh, my mom man. and me. And then my mom went one year later with us and she catched up to him. Yeah. And she, they graduated at the same time. Oh my God. So yeah, like, yeah, for sure. It was like She's a so strong, cool. smart woman. For I'm sure. going to interview your mom next. <laughs> I know. You should. You should. I'm like, they're, tell me. <laughs> they're watching this interview and they are like, they're, they're like, they're the best. You know, they're my like theater inspiration as well. They're great characters. <laughs> Incredible. Are, are they into art at all? Yeah, they're into art. Um, I think like they're into art in their own way, you know? They're mm-hmm. more like in the medical field, but like every time I talk to them and I see them, I'm like, you're such an actor, you're such a performer, <laughs> you know? So yeah, but they, they do appreciate a lot. I think they have gotten closer to art because me and my brother um, and my sister, we're, we're all like, we, we're all very artsy, you know? And like, we just show them, we invite them to shows. They've been to our shows, like, Aww to our performances, seeing like me, my brother, like getting naked, doing like <laughs> no, weird stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they think since you're a baby, they don't care. They're like, yeah, word, okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do they like your tattoos or are they like, God, you're weird. You're a weird kid. They, it's funny because like, they comment on some of my tattoos, but like, it's not, they like don't talk, don't talk about it that much. The yeah. only thing they tell me is don't get your your face tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard forever. And then once I like had my face that it's just like tucked away. But then uh, uh, I don't hear that anymore. They're like, mm, okay, fine. you did it. You did it. You did the thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I want them to get a tattoo. So I've been telling them like, whenever you're ready, I'm here for you. <laughs> you got to do surgery on them now. Yeah, like, totally. um were you always drawn to art even as a kid did you think for a second that you're like I'm gonna be a doctor too 
Yeah, I I think like I was always drawn into art. I think like growing up in the 90s and then my parents like getting us for Christmas like toy, I don't know, 90s toys. They're yeah. like very, they really mark, you know? So mm -hmm. a lot of like, you. I don't know if you remember, like there were so many toys that were like artsy. Like I remember having like, it's like a panel with lights and you put beads and yeah, you know light, right? right yeah right yeah exactly so oh and I, spin art do you remember spin art where you just no, like squirt there, you like squirt paint on it and it just like I, I got oh, I bought no. one recently because I was like those things are so cool I I don't know that one I have to check it out I got it at my house if you ever want to check it out <laughs> okay sweet yeah so there was like many toys and like um that were like very artsy and I was always like drawn to it I didn't recognize it at the moment that it was like oh this is art you know but you know I got also the creepy crawlers you know the little mm -hmm. gummies that you bake you know we have like so, so many cool, cool things <laughs> toys so we have the best yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think I was drawn into art and I was, uh, as I was telling you earlier, like one of my early memories of art was like Christmas day, opening the gift that my parents gave me. And it was like, uh, a big paper with dinosaurs on it that you would crack paint, uh, 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 paint with crayons. And mm -hmm. I was like me and my mom and my brother, like just painting on the floor. And it was so fun. You know, I was like, it's an activity that we didn't do too, that much, but when we did it, it was like, wow, this is cool. The like, best. and uh, yeah, and now I see it like, you know, um, in my mom now, she has gotten more into like, um, like video game kind of uh, sound on the phone, but like also puzzles, you know, and stuff like that. So she was always like that. She was also kind of upper. And, and she also like had a, a, a good sense of fashion, I think. So she always like dress us, dress us up and stuff. So definitely oh, like yeah, that's something that is that important somewhere yeah 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 <laughs> so definitely that's something I really like a lot yeah <laughs> um what was high school like for you so I move a lot I move a lot of, like I was a total like in seven or eight schools in my life um because we move a lot and stuff so and high school it was like okay, here we go again. Like, this is gonna be like another like new thing. Yeah. Um, so um, it, it always school was hard for me at the beginning because you're trying to adapt and stuff. And then I would always be bullied for being queer. So mm. it was all, it was like, there was always this thing of like, that I, it was a pattern that repeated itself in like the seven schools I was, where it was like, you get there and I was always friendly. So I was like, I'm friendly, whatever. And then people would be friendly, but kind of like, they would like make fun of you because they already have their group of friends and stuff. So it was like, yeah. always, so I knew that this was gonna happen all the time. So it's like, like floating without a line and then they have all this like foundation and crew. Don't really right. how vulnerable the new kid is for sure. Yeah, so it was like, the, for the beginning it was like, okay, when is it gonna happen? And then it happened. And then it was like a peak of like bullying, blah, blah, blah. Like just calling your names and like, and then, and then, but I, but I knew at the end of high school, I already knew how it was going to be. What is like, they bully, bully. I just don't do anything. And then they're going to be, they're going to come to me and be my friend because they, they <laughs> feel bad and they, yeah. and they know like I'm an interesting person at the end. So 
at the end, they, they would be my friends and like, we would never talk about it, you know? So it always yeah. felt like, kind of like a little bit of resentment, a little bit like unresolved, but like yeah, at the end I was like, sense. oh, whatever, they accept me now, so. <laughs> so. I like that you like knew each time you're like, just give it a minute, these motherfuckers are gonna come oh, yeah. at me. <laughs> Try to, they know I got the good style and everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally. And it was like, it, it, came, it came from like, from boys and girls. It was like bully, mm-hmm. but like, I think like, it was like mostly like guys, you know? So, so I always kind of like had more like female friends. I always mm-hmm. like hanging out with the girls, you know, I felt more comfortable with the girls. I would like talk things that interested me more than just like, when I was always with the guys, it was like, they were like sports, girls, uh, girls that are hot um and they're also know, trying not sports. to like sway so they don't get made fun of at all like right they're supposed to talk supposed to talk about too you know <laughs> but it, but it was interesting but. because I, I I I love making friends with everybody really so mm-hmm. I was friends with like the popular people their sport people the unpopular people the nerds I, I was like fun, uh, friends with everybody you know so that also caused a, caused a little bit of commotion because people were kind of divided yeah, and I was be I would be like, what? I, like, you know, they're cool. Yeah. Like, you know, like everybody has something like, cool. I thought you like, were our friends. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So it was like that. Um, yeah. Did you start performing <laughs> in high school at all? Actually, like without knowing it, yes. Like I remember, like when in Puerto Rico, at least where the places I was the performance um, events that happened in school were like Puerto Rican night or the field day, which is like the sports day, right? So every, every, every grade, every like, you know, uh, is that how you say every grade, right? Every, yeah. Yeah. Like so every, every, yeah, every grade. Yeah, every grade, they would do like a dance, right? <laughs> to compete. So. I would always be in the dance. I would be yeah. excited to dance, you know, like there was a year that I was the only guy. Like, I was the only guy and they were all girls. So it was like, it was fun. So I guess I was performing by then, you know, I always had the, this thing of like, it's fun to perform things. And, yeah. uh, and I always was like, people would ask, uh, teachers and stuff would ask like, oh, do you want to like direct, host this event? And I would be like oh. with the mic. And I'd yeah. be like, yeah, welcome to the Puerto Rican <laughs> night. <laughs> so I, I always found like a lot of adrenaline, a lot of like, I don't know. I always like like improvisation, just like be finding myself in this position of like, whoa, perform now. You know, like I, yeah, that drives me a lot. What was your first experience um, performing outside of school activities? I think my first performance that I remember like that is like one I did with my brother. So my brother is one year younger than me and we are like twins. We we're really close. We've been really close since growing up and stuff. And we have these performance, little performance group that we did called Clones. Clones. Mm-hmm. And um, we did a performance in Old San Juan in an event. It was our first time. And like, the way we prepared was like we have some props and puppets but like we didn't rehearse that much it was just like kind of all in the moment and 
I just like got really freaked out, you know. I was like super nervous, you didn't know what to do. It got the stage fright, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're like and, I think I'm gonna black out over here. Yeah, and I and I felt kind of bad and like because I um I exit the stage and like I left my brother in the stage, you know, <laughs> just like so freaked out. I'm just like and, he, and then like he comes back and he's like, "Why did you leave?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry." Like I don't know. <laughs> so it was definitely for did me. Did you I guys have like a whole script going? Like, did you guys write something you were supposed to perform fully? Yeah. So we the the way we usually do it is like we we know what's gonna happen and it's usually like three, four, or five things. So it's like we cue it. So it's like okay, so we're going out when the music does this. And then I'm gonna do my thing. And then when I say this word, then you're gonna run to me, blah, 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 blah. So that's why yeah. we did it. But in the moment, I'm just like, yeah. Oh my like, God, you were left him hanging. Was he mad? <laughs> I think a little bit, I think a little <laughs> bit, but like- What did he do? I, did he just like, just- oh, He just like... kept going. He stayed there and then left, you know? Like he, my brother is like such an inspiration. He's like very good performance, a theater kid. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he, I think I, le I learned a lot from him because I don't have those qualities and he does. So we were a good team because of that. Like he would be, he's like a good director and just like a performer in general. Yeah. You seem like you're a really good performer though. Um, what yeah. has been your favorite performance? Wow. Okay. Um, or favorite experience performance, whatever sounds good. To yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I did a couple performances with this art collective that we had um, called Cuniclo. And then we uh, we were like four people. And then there were like a person that focused on music. So they would do live music with electronic instruments. And then me and my brother would, would perform. And also like we had our other friend, um, Olivia, who would make amazing costumes. So it was like, a visual music experience kind of thing. So we would do installations and stuff. And we did a couple of shows that were really cool. Uh, one of them was um, we, we, uh, we took people to the stage and the performance was just like laying down the person and we would be all dressed up in costumes and we have all these like sensory tools and every person would have like five minutes on the spotlight basically. And that was the show and it felt really ritualistic and really, uh, I like shows like that, just like get you thinking and that like, it's kind of a ritual. So uh, yeah, but I did, I did a couple other more like a um, little bit more circusy, uh, circusy puppet fun ones yeah. um, with other collectives and, but yeah. yeah did you start using puppets? Uh, I don't know which came first, your job in prop making and making puppets or your interest in puppets? Hmm. So, so I think actually I kind of didn't know what, um, like what medium to start doing art with. And I think the first medium I started doing things with was like, kind of like, I took some like, theater exercise classes, mm -hmm. like theater games. And then I started taking some body uh, workshops like Alexander Technique, body awareness, dance, uh, contemporary uh, modern dance. 
Um, was this all in college? Like after this was in college, yes. Yeah. So this was in college. And after like my second or third year, because I started studying college environmental sciences. So I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> like I, um, I didn't have like an artist. I didn't have like my art soul wasn't open kind of. I, yeah. I was like trying to figure out what to do. I didn't know what I wanted. So I started studying science, which was great because I, I love it. But then I was like, this is not really like I don't see myself in, doing this, uh, you know, in a professional way. You know, I don't want to be in a yeah. lab or whatever. So, um, like I was like, skip me to the fun part. Like, and but it was amazing because I studied so much about like just many aspects of science. So it was fun, um, and I always incorporated it in my in my lifestyle. But uh, I think like from those theater classes, then I did a residency at a puppet. Uh, theater company in Vermont called Bread and Puppet. And that was my first instruction to puppets. So we started doing like political theater with like all paper mache puppets and build your own puppets. And that's then I got introduced to like, what is like, like object manipulation and how to make a show um, in a kind of like more like of a accessible, poor way, like versus like fine art theater. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, there's possibilities, you know, you, you can uh, uh, talk about the problems that you want to talk about, because for me, it's like a catharsis moment of like, for me, I think like performances that is like, oh, I'm mad about like this thing, how can I make it into art, so then I can throw it away and liberate myself from that and like, yeah. So then I started like doing some puppets. I started collaborating with a Puerto Rican puppet group, Poncile Creación, which they're amazing puppeteers. And they do more like foam puppet stuff and they tour. And with them, uh, we did our first tour. And from then we started meeting people like, you know, staying in Texas and we started doing my projects and blah, blah, blah. But that was my introduction to, yeah, puppet making, yeah. Um, do you uh, do you still make any puppets? I I haven't done. Yeah, I haven't done. I started collecting toys. So here in California, it's like um, there's so many thrift stores and like I don't know. I started meeting toy people and yeah, I've been collecting toys. So like kind of like using toys as puppets instead of building yeah. my own puppets. <laughs> but I do like building my own puppets for like I like masks. So like doing mask or um like I have a hat that has like a toy on top so it's like things like that I've been turning my I've been turning to more of a fashion wear it type of person like yeah but I, I miss performing yeah, yeah yeah but I do miss performing a lot like I I, I really want to do that uh, in the future like I would love work to on a see show. it yes I you're know. invited I'm coming <laughs> Um, do you think uh, props and toys and performance have inspired your art style? And oh, definitely, definitely. I, the toys, uh -huh. huh? Yeah, the toy. Just like like I told you, like growing up, the nostalgia of like all the cartoons and stuff. Like those 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 are the things I like. Um, but also learning from other cultures, and they're just like I look a lot at. Um, illustrations and art from cultures and vintage stuff too mm -hmm. and going to museums and stuff and seeing what people have done in the past and things like that really like 
I just get inspired by all these things I see. So something sparks, sparks some things in my mind. And I'm like, oh, I had an idea to make a design and uh, or or a or a flash sheet of designs of like something. And yeah, it varies. It varies on what I'm into, really. But it's always fun to draw new things. Yeah, definitely. When did you first learn about tattooing? Were you like a little kid or? So I grew up like with tattoo, tattoos being a taboo. So it was, I would never talk about it. And every time I heard about it was like, eso de preso. Like that's from like, you know, like prisoner. It's like a prisoner. It's a bad guy or. So I never, you know, and there's this interesting thing about like seeing things, but not really seeing things. So I would see tattoos, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't observe the tattoo. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, now I look at tattoos and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. what is it? Like, you know, uh, so I grew up like being like that. It was, and I never considered myself that I would do that. Like never. I was like, oh no, like, you know, there's so many things I could do. I don't know. But um, I think just seeing some, uh, I just saw, I just met this person in Berlin called Pabloa Tattoo. Um, uh, and then uh, she was uh, starting to tattoo and she was like, hey, do you want to come to my private studio and, and I will tattoo you? I'm starting. And, and I was like, oh, it's the first time I felt comfortable uh, with the concept of a tattoo. And I would never think I would get one um and then I got it on this like line of like when you're talking about how it's like oh it's for like bad guys you know and like whenever we look at tattoos like from those like people or I don't know from older men basically like it's it's always like a tough tattoo and then yours are like they're like fun and kind you know and happy and so like I could see how you could look at that and be like I don't see myself there you know totally yeah it was always very dark yeah Totally. Um, what did and- you see at her studio? Um, and it was the fact that she was like another artist. Totally. She was from Venezuela. Like, mm-hmm. so it was like another Latin American country. She's like making it, living in Berlin. She just like was the same age as me. And I'm like, wow, you're like outside of your home in Berlin, like doing this, like, oh my God, <laughs> like that's so exciting. For me, that was really exciting. And just the adrenaline and the concept of putting your art on somebody's skin forever, uh, that like minor surgery, surgery, minor surgical, minor surgery aspect of it. Yeah. It's like, it was very interesting and exciting for me because I, I've been doing a, like painting, a, a sculptures and performance art and stuff, but this is more rare than those things. You know what I mean? Like being a tattoo artist is more rare than performing, I think. Like being a tattoo artist is more rare than painting, than a painter, because there's so many other things, because it's more taboo, you know, because it's more taboo. So for me, that was like, kind of like, just like the punk attitude of like, yeah, like, let me, you know, I can do it. Like I can take control of, of it, you know, even though people think I can, I can't do it, or even though if it's a taboo, it's like I want to get good at it. So, it, I, the, just 
feeling the adrenaline and everything made me be like oh I really yeah. want to do this yeah totally it definitely has like that whole adrenaline aspect to it in the beginning right where you're like oh my god I didn't <laughs> fuck up yeah it was <laughs> did you ever feel comfortable going into your local tattoo shops at all where you're like oh yeah I'm just gonna pop in see what yeah. it's like yeah <laughs> No, never really. I just like at the beginning, I have some weird experiences doing some guest guest spots when I was starting. I think also, you know, I was new. People didn't know me and stuff. But like, definitely, yeah, the first guest uh, spot I did was in Berlin. And it was my first traumatic experience, actually, because it was like the first shop I I went and um, just like the guys were just like rude, you know, and I never felt comfortable, really. Uh, I went to a couple of shops, and it was okay. I don't okay. know why they're so rude. I don't know why they're so mean. Like, their lives weren't, you know? I don't know. Their lives don't seem that, like, fucking hard. They're at, like, the top of the food chain and in the tattoo world, you know? And then they're like, yeah. oh, it was so tough. And you're like, <laughs> you won't even talk to me. I was fucking like <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I never felt really comfortable. Uh, just because I, I I never, and even back in Puerto Rico, I, when I was there in like 2016, it's like, I was like, oh, like, I want to get better. Like, I, I need a mentor. Where can I go? But all the yeah. options I have there felt really limiting. Um, the people that I really like had private studios. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard for me. Those assholes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm good. I'll be by myself. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't until I came to the Bay Area in 2018 where I found a uh, woman, queer woman owned owned tattoo shop with a diverse um, a diverse crew, um, a, like people from all over, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like this exists, and it was like love at first sight, like. I went there, talked to the owner, and um, I, it just felt like it was the right place. And yeah. I felt really welcome in California. I, you know, like by this time, I came here to California in 2018, homeless. Like I was like living in my car. Um, I was like, I really want to do this, but I don't know. And why did you specifically choose California or did you? um in San Francisco because of weed so basically I'm from basically the east coast because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm from Puerto Rico but it's like kind of east coast culture you know yeah. I, I was like oh like so I've been I've been to New York already like uh how about uh, like a good nice community there like I was spending some summers there so I was like I felt like wow New York is great like should I move here you know um and and then I was considering it but like we ended up coming here uh, me and my partner and um we got like a job uh, at a wheat farm you know we were like what are we gonna do and then we went to Grass Valley and we did it uh, we trimmed I learned a lot I was like okay what and then um, we were like what's the next step let's go to we have some friends here in the bay so it's like let's go to the bay 
And then I just wanted to try it out. I and just working in that shop because I literally Google. Like, yeah. I was like, I would never work in a shop if it's not like uh, an inclusive queer shop. Like, I don't yeah, think I can totally. see myself because of my past experiences. And then I look at this shop and the first thing is black and blue tattoo and I go there and I meet the owner and I was like, oh my God, everybody was so welcoming and stuff. So it definitely was like, oh, okay, I, I can see myself living here. So for all those first like five months that I was working on Black and Blue and living in the Bay, oh. I was living in my car. The first so, five months? Yeah. yeah. So it was like such an experience, but it was like a lot of like, yeah, let's make it happen. Like I'm living the life of like, kind of like, just like being homeless and like tattooing in the SF, you know? Um, so that those that first year and stuff was like basically what my apprenticeship was, you know, like I didn't make an apprenticeship, but like just working on the shop, learning from my coworkers, observing what they do, asking them questions and taking walk-ins and, and just knowing about the tattoo culture in general, you know, I, yeah. it's, it's so different if you are like, you are just like, I'm self-taught, I just tattoo people like that hit me up versus like working at a commercial shop. Just seeing like, what's the dynamic of the clients coming in? How do you receive them? How you talk to them? Like, so that was amazing. So I worked at Black and Blue for two years and that was like, I like at the end I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm way more comfortable. I'm way more ready now. <laughs> I feel like that was a really good place to learn it too. Cause I, I also um, started up at Black and Blue and they have a really hard structure of how things should be done. And I feel like yeah. in ways that helped me a lot, you know? Cause like a lot of shops are like, yeah, you do you. And then they're like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> they're like, you said you do me, you know? Um, but it was, it was totally. like kind of nice to have like the structure of like, this is how we do things. This is how it goes. And you're like, okay, okay. And then you can like take that organization other places too. It's nice. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to warn the audience really quick. If you guys want to ask any questions at all, go ahead and put it in the chat and we'll get back to them in a minute. Um, I think Lauren will be looking at the reinventing site one and the YouTube for reinventing where the chat questions will be. Just awesome. so I'm learning to warn them because I sometimes I wait till the end I'm like any questions and I'm like, well, I didn't tell them I was gonna take questions. Um, can I say something too? Absolutely. For for Spanish speakers. Mm -hmm. So si, si alguien habla español y quiere eh, que conteste preguntas en español, eh, más que bienvenido. Eh, y si quieres hacer preguntas para contestarlas luego, pues me pueden escribir a mí personalmente. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. If they want to do Spanish questions, just, they can just do it. Cool. Yeah. And then we'll just send them to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what made you decide to have a private studio? Wow. So um, I think like, well, actually I was, I was thinking about, about what's the next move, you know? Yeah. So um, I was, I think like working at a shop really made me understand a lot about how am I comfortable working? And I think um, what I love the most about working at a commercial shop like Black and Blue is like, the community and how I could be interacting with people that are like, like a lot of tourists too, a mm -hmm. lot of tourists and just people in general and just the life, the life of the city. Um, it was great. And it really worked for me for two years. 
uh, it got a little bit to the point where I was a little bit drained uh, from uh, the walkings and um, just being stressed out of paying rent. Um, mm-hmm. It's it, um, uh, rent, uh, the studio rents are a little bit expensive because it's San Francisco, it's the Bay Area, it's it's a location. It's like a, a shop that's been around for. It's like one of the oldest shops in San Francisco, you know. And like, so all yeah. of the, all of the rent that like, you pay. Oh, pay they for. have like kind of like a high weekly rent. Um, whenever I was yes. there, and I was like, oh, I don't really like that. Um, yeah, so it it, it really works. Like, it really works. Thing. Yeah, it really works from uh, for some people. You know, yeah, some totally. people, some people, it's totally worth it, and you know, for sure. Um, especially when you're new in the city because they it is like a step in to clientele and stuff I know there's other shops that have that too but it's rare for like a queer shop right like to be like oh I can like come in at any point in my career and just step in here you know like as a young artist or a new in town and you can like yeah. you can have some work to do <laughs> totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um What's your favorite part about having your own space? My favorite part is that basically like I am in full control of decoration. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like decoration and I don't know. There's also this weird thing where like some things I like and sometimes I hate it that it's like I'm tattooing and then I feel people like walking like this yeah. and I just get I just get like a little bit like my focus is just like um which also also that's is real. exciting that's all it's like, shots, yeah. <laughs> you're right it's like it's exciting because it's like oh if this is like a tattoo workshop people come here to do tattoo mm-hmm. work and it's like you feel from the energy of like you look there there's people getting into yoga so it's like yeah yeah but I think also like it was a lot of things that made me do my, uh, you know, like I was telling you, um, I was thinking about it before or having my own space and stuff, but then also like pandemic hit and stuff like that. So yeah, that things really, change. That could yes. make it so much harder to, you're like, oh, right. I got all this space like sectioned off. I'm paying for this space for myself. And then like pandemic stuff. Yeah. Pandemic made everything harder and the shop kind of like, wasn't like a walking shop anymore you know so I was mm-hmm. like oh damn like this was one of my the major benefits of working on that shop was like you get walkings you know but like mm-hmm. now I'm like I don't have walkings like what am I gonna do and and you know I it presented this opportunity to have a, a private room and 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 then it made sense for me and I been I opened this shop in uh, February last year, so it's one year now. Uh, this month. Congrats! And thank you, and it's been great. Like it's like my sanctuary. I come here to like do. I don't know. I'm like unbothered, you know. Um, yeah. So, so it feels great. It, it, that's that's the favorite thing about this studio is that it's like my little universe. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and the the worst thing about it is what I told you about the social interactions. Like that's what I don't have here that I really like at the shop because I could yeah. be like interacting with people, meeting new people, talking to my coworkers, and then I'm gonna go because I'm I was in the mission, right? So I was like, let me go and get some food, go to the corner store, so easy, see, like crazy yeah. people outside. I don't know. It's like super cool, you know, taking bar, 
So I think that's what I miss, you know. <laughs> Just doing those guest spots and so you get to hang out with people. I know. You can keep stay, tuned. Stay, yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Castro Tattoo guest spot. Soon. Oh, yeah. I'd love I'll that. You know. We would all love that. <laughs> oh, let me see what this chat said. Also, maybe people in the chat can tell me, can tell us, like, where should I guest spot next? Oh, yeah. People in the chat. Are you guys spread out? Are you guys anywhere? Yeah. Uh, um, let me know where you're from. Uh, let me know if there's any, like, conventions or stuff like that. But, you know, like, tattoo events or tattoo shops are cool. <laughs> um, sorry, the sound went... Ooh. Yeah, uh, my, my AirPods just um, died, so I'm just going to yeah. connect them really good. Cute! Your alien head. Um, do you, you, you have any idea of where you want to be in five years? Um, I would like to maybe have my own shop. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I would like to have my own shop eventually. I don't know where exactly. Um, I would like to do more collaborations with um maybe like the fashion fashion world uh, brands um i would like to get featured in um tattoo art magazines i would love to have a gallery show yeah um you know it was it was such an inspiration like um seeing um the ed hardy's um expo that, uh, yeah. at a museum you know i was like oh like tattoo artists can go can get to museums like it took them years but like okay that's how it goes you know and it's like it's just and you know and also Ed Hardy was like um you know collaborating to make like fashion brands and stuff like that like mm -hmm. I like that like tattoos also has a, like a lifestyle and I do like doing many things like painting sculptures and performing arts and like installations so I would love to have a show eventually but I awesome. yeah definitely the future yes did you know yes, yes, uh, ed hardy yes. and, and I would love to teach. What? sorry i would love to teach also like I would love to, to teach and yeah. yeah yeah tattoo coaching uh mm -hmm. tattoo mentoring i would love to, to just because i love i love teaching so that's probably something i would do in the future more yeah and for sure that sounds fun um ed hardy was taught by one of my favorite old tattoo artists um because he was he writes, he was like a PhD and he had a PhD in English and he writes all these books and he's um, a gay man and he writes about tattooing in the 50s and the 60s and then he was in San Francisco so he's like really fun. It's really fun to read his stuff. Um, but I always want to like go to Ed Hardy's shop and be like, do you have any Phil Sparrow flash? Because like I really want some of that stuff, you know? <laughs> it's pretty interesting. So there is, uh, wait, you said that there's a, uh, sorry, a book. What's the name of the book? Um, he does, the one he wrote is Bad Boys and Tough Tattoos. And he starts in Chicago and uh, they start doing in San Francisco, but it's like his beginning even in the beginning in the book is like right whenever he started tattooing. Um, he also like cool. focuses on like the sexual aspect of tattooing because he was doing these journals for um, Dr. Kinsey, uh, who 
he's famous for doing like the Kinsey scale, like the scale of one to six, how gay are you, you know? Um, okay. That's what he is originally doing. The Journal Sports book is on that. Um, and then also the secret historian. But nice. It's got a lot of good to- juicy <laughs> tattoo history in there. It's like fun nah. to read and actually relatable because it's like this queer dude, you know? Totally. Um, okay, so do we have any questions in the chat? I, I don't see any now, but I have more questions. Let's see. Uh, what's a good tip for young tattooers? Teacher, teach us. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I think one of the best things is now that you have Instagram, just do your research and see, try to find people that relate or or people that are doing things that you kind of like to and you, you, you would like to do and try to get tattooed by them. You know, like try yeah, to absolutely. get tattooed just because literally tattooing is like a free class. You have to pay for a tattoo, but like you can see how the person set up. You can ask them questions a little bit, like, and you learn a lot from that. Every every artist tattoos so differently, like it's a, so it's definitely cool to learn from other people. And I would say maybe like take an art class. You know, like this. I think that's that's fun to just learn some techniques and just learn from people that like do illustration and stuff like that and like just immerse yourself in the illustration world and get that control you know like you like some people I think like some people at the beginning like stress out a lot and I did too I stress out a lot of like I have to get like I have to tattoo on like a like fake uh, like animal skin or like like I have to like tattoo on real people are it's like you don't have to really like you can practice a lot with like even like a sharpie paper it's like the same concept yeah but like and I work uh I I practice a lot with fake skin there's like a this really good brand I think it's my favorite one pound of flesh and mm-hmm they make great synthetic skin that it, it's really the closest thing to skin that you would tattoo, I would say. And yeah. so you can get really good at that, practice there, take it easy. And I think a lot of it also is like having a person that is like a mentor to you, that is kind of like looking over your shoulder, telling you stuff. You know, I didn't have that at the beginning and it felt those were the hardest times in my career was like those years that I didn't have anybody there that I was just trying to figure out what to do and stuff like that seriously it feels so like you feel so lost and I don't know I I I feel that I felt like isolated for many years like outside of the tattoo world for the first like nine years till I moved to San Francisco and met like other like queer people and stuff you know I, I know know what you mean um do you have any aspirations for what you want your future work to be or something you'd like to do more of? I think like I would definitely would like to just keep finding my voice and have a strong, a really good and strong um, 
like design portfolio mm -hmm. that it's so good and I feel so happy with it. And I'm like, this is me that I can just focus on just doing those, those, those tattoos. Um, but it's, it's hard, you know, cause it's like, it's always, it's always changing, you know, yeah. it's like, there's always the freshness yeah so and other stuff like your older stuff you'll be like yeah I don't care about that design anymore because I've done it like a few times you know right like, and people are like stuff. but I want that one yeah exactly <laughs> you're like yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> you're like but my new new stuff <laughs> totally so yeah definitely like tattooing my new stuff all the time that would be like a good thing to do yeah. more yeah Okay, let people know where they can find you and I will close it out. Um, you can find my work at in Instagram at who tattooed you. I think you're gonna you're gonna put a link, right? Or something? Yeah, yeah I think there I think there's a link on it on the YouTube even. Awesome. Yeah, so who tattooed? I'm working on my um website domain thing so that's not ready yet but it will be ready and i will let you all know and uh, that's basically that's basically uh, and, and my email uh, my email oh is, someone has a question too and i'll put your email in the chat what is it it's which new tattoo would you like to do on someone that you haven't done already wait sorry what's the question again um, what's one of your new tattoos that you've drawn that you haven't done on somebody, but want to do on somebody? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> let me see. Um, damn, I would like to do all, 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 the <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Actually, I would like to do them all. Um, what about a number one? You got a number one. Uh, let me see. I think... Well, I'm in the unicorn vibe right now. So I just tattooed a unicorn that I was really excited to tattoo. But yeah. the new one, but I haven't released it yet. But like, hey. Sick. Hey. That's awesome. If somebody wants to get that. Um, but I would release it soon. These are just part of the secret one. But from my last flash, I think this one would be cool to do. Like this one. Oh, I love that one. That would be nice. I yeah. did this one. Oh, and this one too. That would be cool that's awesome this one i did on a booty the unicorn and that's where it belongs yeah, yeah right <laughs> for sure yes but oh, yes. and your email my email is clones almost c-l-o-n-e-s like uh -huh. clones and after that o-m-o-s o-m-o-s at gmail at gmail.com yeah but instagram i have my uh, form my tattoo request form is in mm -hmm. my link in bio so just click there and then from there you go to my email directly so you can just Perfect. write me if you have inquiries you have questions and yeah like that's the best way to reach out awesome and you can find live in the castro at, on instagram live in the castro sf um, you can find me, Haley Adams, Tattoo, and the uh, and Reinventing the Tattoo that hosts all this at Reinventing the Tattoo. Thank you so much for letting me do an interview with you, Who. Thank you so much. I am I'm honored. 
And everybody should check out Haley's art. It's incredible. Thank it's you. Literally like oil paintings on your skin. So it's like insane. So go and check out and check out Castro Tattoo. Thank you so much. Such a beautiful shop. It's beautiful. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Take care.